This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Well, happy Wednesday, gentlemen. Uh, A busy week, as it always is, in the world of sports. And I know we were all uh, horizontal in our way on the Sunday where the Super Bowl gets decided. I have to say, Lynchy, I actually like, I think I may have said this on this program before, I like the Conference Championships Day better than the Super Bowl. It's so exciting. It is, and, and they've really branded it too. They call yeah. it Championship Sunday, which I really like. And it's you know you get to two great games with uh, so much on the line, and the Super Bowl. Sometimes the game doesn't live up to all the two week buildup, but the conference championships usually do. And even though the, the you know the differential in score with the Kansas City uh, Buffalo game, it still has a lot of drama in it. And uh, I, I was. As you said, horizontal for seven hours. Yeah, it was great. It was great, Bar. And, you know, it was a tale of, you know, a couple generations of quarterbacks in some way. And we'll get to Tampa Bay with you, Lynchy, in a second. But, Bar, any observations from you in terms of the excitement around the game and, and maybe how that translates into fan interest and business interest? What do you make of it? Well, first of all, the Brady Mahomes game still to come. Uh, they're going. That is getting some mo because there was a ratings jump for the NFC Championship right. game, and uh, that and that's good to see. I, I'm glad to see that. And it, I remember this Sunday, you know, back in the day, and I used to throw a party, uh, the the AFC NFC Championship party. And yep. man, that thing would go. We'd have subs for seven hours, man. Now that I'm an old man, it's like, all right, get out of my house. So Sub, Subs and suds at the <laughs> bar household. Um, so, I mean, that, I'm glad you brought up the ratings uh, yeah. because, Lynchy, this was this was about the people too did for this quarterback showdown in, in many ways, right? Without question. It was the highest rated TV show, not game, TV show mm-hmm. across the board since last year's Super Bowl. And, you know, the NBA – markets itself with stars like Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. And football has always been uh, promoted and marketed as a team concept. But, you know, you couldn't ignore this uh, mano-a-mano showdown between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And the week before, we had another mano-a-mano showdown with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, I think I think there's going to be big monster numbers again for this Super Bowl um, you know, it's an unusual Super Bowl for so many, many reasons. We could talk about, you know, what's going on and not going on down in Tampa, you know, for, for three hours. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get to that in a second. I, I do want to go a little bit deeper on uh, your boy Tom Brady, though. I, here's a stat that I heard yesterday that, Lynch, you probably already know. Bar, I'm not sure if you know it all because I, I didn't. Do you know, Lynch, okay, this is, this is my little number of the week. 
Um, <laughs> Lynchy, you cannot answer first. I'm asking oh, Barr man. first. This came up on me. <laughs> Snuck up on me like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, this is how it happens. At least I'm prepared to get murdered every week. Um, so, Michael Barr, how many playoff games has Tom Brady won? Playoff games. Playoff games. Okay. So I got to. I have to work this in reverse here. Let me let me give you let me give you a hint that actually probably won't help you that much. The next highest is seventeen. I'm going to say thirty nine. You're a little high. A little do you know high. what it? Do you know what the number is, uh, Lynchy? Thirty three. Thirty three. Exactly right. 33, and the next is 17. Oh, well, the fix was in, man. It's like, you know, what are we playing, 21? What, exactly. what happened? Well, that's why I, I, I just I knew Lynchy would get it. This was, listen, he well, gets it every week. But um, that's incredible. I mean, no, it is. That is, I mean, to me, Lynchy, yeah. the GOAT conversation ends there. You know, um, there's a uh, columnist here in, in Boston, Dan Shaughnessy, and he was trying to uh, uh, canvas all the reporters around here and see how many of Tom Brady's playoff games everyone had attended. And there's a there's a bunch yeah. that have attended every single one. It would have stopped this year because uh, and I don't think any Boston media people were at uh, any of those uh, three wins that they had so far. But, yeah, he is the GOAT. There's, there's no question about it. And, you know, uh, say what you want. He went down to Tampa. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a slow start. Um, but when he got everybody there and, uh, and you know, on one page, and, and even Bruce Arians took a little shot at uh, uh, at Belichick, too, saying we, we let him do a little coaching here, yeah. uh, unlike up in New England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the other stat that's amazing. I mean, this just – I can't believe that this is true. Fourteen of he's won fourteen of nineteen championship games too. Yeah, and this is this is his. That's why I was trying to work the number backwards. Yeah. This is his tenth Super Bowl right. he's going into. Right. I mean, yeah. that alone is like, oh my goodness. I'm sorry, baby, at home. I know you love Joe Montana, <laughs> but you got to give it up for Tom Brady. This this is something else. So. Well, and the interesting thing, and I want to go back to something you you said, Lynchy. This idea that you know Brady pulls in the ratings. Is there another quarterback playing right now or soon to be playing coming out of college who has the potential? I mean, I think there, I, I have an idea for one, um, but is there somebody who has the potential to make this sort of run and this sort of impact on the game? Well, right now it's got to be Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah uh, because uh, he. I, I think they they're unbeatable with him at quarterback, uh, no matter no matter what happens. Um, he's they market him really well. There's some very clever State Farm ads with him. Uh, Head and shoulders is with Troy Polamalu. So, I mean, people are you know that don't really know how to spell his name. Right, I'm gonna know who this guy is, especially if they win another Super Bowl right now, because the last quarterback to win back to back was. Tom Brady. There you go. Well, and uh, it is Brady-esque, and again, I'm just saying all the stuff that Lynch already knows, but Brady-esque too, Barr, in the sense that if Mahomes were to win this year, the only other person, I believe, to win two Super Bowls in his first four years is Tom Brady. (laughs) Is that right? Lynch, do I have that right? You do. And and the year he won his first uh, Super Bowl, he ended the previous season in the stands in street clothes as the fourth string quarterback. Right, right. Fourth string quarterback against uh, the Buffalo Bills in December of 2000. And then he comes back and works his way up to the number two quarterback when the season started. And we all know what happened after that. Uh, Bledsoe got hurt and the rest, the rest is, is history. history. Now, let me ask. Yeah. you got to go back way back to uh, uh, 
67 and 68. Didn't yeah. Bart Starr win two consecutive Super Bowls? He did. He did. He did. He did, but but not as early in his career as the other did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there there have been a couple people who have won back-to-backs. I mean, Brady's done it twice, I believe. Bradshaw did it twice. Bradshaw did Bradshaw did it twice. Brady only did it twice. Brady's only done it once. Oh, I thought he had two back-to-backs. All right. No, there was they after they won their first one, they didn't make the playoffs the next year. Got it. And then they won back-to-back after that. Got it. Got it. Anyway, so, I mean, meanwhile, let's talk a little bit. We're going to talk about this more next week, but can we take a moment for Tampa, Titletown, Tampa? I mean, sorry, Barr. And sorry, Lynchy. I know. You know, they're taking your title down there. They took your boy. Now they're taking your title. Um, You got some winning franchises there. And not to mention, Barr, you've got a visiting championship team that's – from Canada, but making themselves at home right there uh, in Tampa, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is amazing. If, if you think about it, think about the season that they've had. We take about a, a 12-month uh, deal that Tampa Bay, the uh, World Series, they won uh, the uh, hockey title. Yep. And <laughs> – there's, there's, we don't know what's going to happen Sunday, right? Or that coming up on Super Bowl Sunday, but I feel bad for Tampa Bay because they could be making hand over fist money. Yeah, yeah. and COVID just shot that all the smithereens. Yeah, it absolutely did, and I, I, it'll be interesting, and and we are going to talk about this more next week. You know, Lynchy, I'll be interested to see what the economic impact is. It obviously is not going to be nearly the size as it would normally be if the world was descending on Tampa. And yep. yet, the fact that Tampa is playing the first team ever to play the Super Bowl in its home stadium, yep. maybe that counteracts it a little bit? I don't well, know. I, I was looking up, I, I did a lot of research on this for uh, Bloomberg Bay State. We were talking about this the other night. When the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, had to play the Stanley Cup in Edmonton, now that's about a two-month run, and you got a lot of home games that you missed out right. on. The Tampa Bay Rays go to the World Series. That's about a 35-day run. And they uh, estimate that the loss of uh, economic loss was about $400 million. So they're starting Super Bowl oh. week in the whole $400 million. Wow. Uh, and now, because the teams aren't arriving until Friday, they usually arrive on Sunday, right. so uh, there's all those nights of hotel rooms, and all the big sponsors like Budweiser and GM and Comcast, you know, all the yachts that they would ra- uh, rent for parties, yep. all the hotels that they would take, that's all gone too. So poor Tampa, they just can't catch a break at all. <laughs> but they got a lot of they got a lot of hardware this year. So maybe yeah, yeah. and and listen, I don't think anybody thinks that that's going to go away go away anytime soon. I mean, we'll see how long um, Tom Brady lasts uh, as a as a buck, but. I mean, there's no, there's no stopping him, as we heard from his business partner just a couple weeks ago uh, on this show. TB12 seems to be uh, working. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA uh, because we were uh, mentioning it. Of course, uh, everybody marking uh, the anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, along with several other people in that helicopter accident. It was a year ago, uh, which is pretty amazing, and it, it has been uh, pretty remarkable to see the the outpouring uh, there, guys. But you know, meanwhile, the NBA is moving along, and the Hornets' magic uh, bar they had a uh, pretty remarkable milestone: the first NBA game with two female referees on crew on Monday, the twenty fifth. That is deal. amazing. Yeah, Natalie Sago and uh, Jenna Schroeder 
they uh, they were the two female referees on the crew. That's an amazing thing. And it it, it kind of dovetails also. Uh, just a quick shout out to the Washington football team yep. because uh, they hired the first full time NFL coaching job uh, goes to uh, a black woman and her name is Jennifer King. She's the assistant running backs coach, and uh, that I mean all all of this that's happening with the Hornets and Magic and and the Washington football team. Uh, good, good news. Well, and. I don't think it's an accident. I don't think either of you think it's an accident that the person who is the president of the Washington football team is Jason Wright, mm-hmm. the first black president of an NFL team. This is how change ha- change has to happen at the top. And then all of a sudden people you know, start to make uh, more wide ranging and, and candidly more diverse and, and, and I would argue better decisions. So, all right, Lynchy, mm-hmm. we got to talk Hall of Fame. Because uh, we're not going to be talking a lot about the Hall of Fame this summer because no one's going into it. No one's going to be in Cooperstown. And it's not because of COVID. It's because no one's going into the Hall. So as someone who's watched this for a long time, and, and we don't even need to dive into individual players. There's a whole Kurt Schilling controversy out there that is probably best for other podcasts to to take on more political podcasts than ours. Um, to me, this feels like, baseball's death of a thousand paper cuts you know it's like come on man you know um they they are going to have a ceremony this this summer because the the people right. who were supposed to be inducted last summer were actually yeah, going to be point. there if, mm-hmm. if if they allow it but uh yeah this is unusual first time since 1960 so we're talking like 60 years right um I, i've been a big proponent to to change the voting um it, it's only the baseball writers that can vote and, and, you know, you tell me, you guys all grew up with these great broadcasters, uh, Ernie Harwell, Skip Carey, yeah. Vince Scully, uh, Chuck Thompson, Al Michaels, Bob Costas. So are you trying to tell me that these guys know less than writers uh, and, and are not qualified to, to, to vote on who belongs in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I mean, that that's just has to change. I also feel bad for, candidly, and as you said, there, there will be a ceremony uh, this summer, but if the Hall of Fame is diminished, I mean, Cooperstown, my wife grew up very close to there. It's a great town. Uh, again, you think about we, you know, we're Bloomberg. Everything's a business story, and you know, bar you think about if the Hall of Fame gets less interesting to people, fewer people show up. It's bad for business. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand. And this is, I'm not getting political. I, we're totally staying away from that. But I just wonder, with a guy like Barry Bonds, yeah. at the time when we were seeing him. Just knocking home run after home run, and and you know, then we find out later. Well, I'm still going to say allegedly because that really hasn't been said yet that he took performance enhancing drugs. But I'm wondering now: Are we at the point where do we care? Yeah, you know, because we we saw Barry Bonds. I mean, I was at uh, when it was Pac Bell Park, and he yeah. knocked two at the drink, yeah. and it was great. And so I just wonder, you know, and I guess you can bring up the same argument with Pete Rose. We can go on and on about it. Right. That. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think, I mean, the the politics is really the, the Kurt Schilling aspect. I mean, the Barry Bonds piece of this, I think, is a big existential question for baseball. And it's not just Bonds. You know, I think we're going to be having this conversation in a different way next year. I believe, Lynchy, because A-Rod will be on the ballot next year, right? <clears throat> 
A-Rod uh, suspended for the 2014 season. David Ortiz right. is on there. He was mentioned in the uh, Mitchell report where it was supposed to be uh, an anonymous uh, canvassing of, of players in 2003. His name somehow got leaked out. So there's going to be baggage with those two when they go in. They're not going to be slam dunks to go in on the first ballot. Yeah, I just I worry about baseball. You know, we mm-hmm. you know we had a great conversation. If you missed it, a couple weeks ago uh, to commemorate Martin Luther King Day uh, with Curtis Granderson and some of his pals about the Players Alliance and all that they're doing. Baseball is a special game, but it just I, I feel like they can't get out of their own way in in yeah. some way, and they can't uh, get rid of some of this. It, you rightly said, Lynchy, some baggage. So I worry about the economics of it going forward because I worry about the fan base. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. But, all right, so we are going to catch up. You mentioned him earlier tomorrow, and you can hear it this weekend as well, with Dan Shaughnessy. That, you know, we're, like, balling it up here, Lynchy, with, you know, your boys up yeah. in Beantown, you know, the former <laughs> title town. Sorry, you know, Tampa. <laughs> Got to talk about Tampa. Um, but, no, it'll be great to catch up with him, and he is a legend, obviously, uh, working at the Globe. And uh, between the two of you, sort of like uh, – with me and Jesse Washington, I think uh, yeah. I think Barr and I may just have to sit back and be like, "All right, boys, tell us what's going <laughs> yeah, on." Go ahead, you know. It's like uh, yeah. you, that hair dryer you hear in the background. That's me. Just <laughs> <sitting> <laughs> I'm just sitting back and watching this. Man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, this is what it's like when you win. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, man. It's like, come on, Detroit. You know, you have my heart and soul. Come on, fellas, let's do it. I'm sorry, was that uh, too loud? No. Okay, it was. He said the quiet part out loud again, guys. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And it's still Title Town in Boston. This is Mike Lynch. You can follow me at Lynchy WCVB. And I'm Jason Kelly from Atlanta. No titles there. So, so few titles. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Kelly News. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday talking about the world of money and sports. And as I mentioned, join us again at the end of the week. Dan Shaughnessy is going to be along with us, sports columnist and associate editor at the Boston Globe. Looking forward to that. Ooh, the scars are needing a back team. You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world. Go Detroit and online, go Detroit, wherever you get your podcast.